0: I was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do a... Uh, master MMA Master M M I, the the du Master MMA Du Master MMA, MMA Yeah And that'll be it.
1: You should have just done that <laughs> If I wanted <laughs>
0: Welcome everyone, welcome, hello, come in, gather around. another episode of Mustard MMA is coming to you, so yeah, (laughs) my name is Joe, as always, (laughs) I'm joined by Matthew, Uh, we're here to talk about all things USC, MMA, see what's going on in the the big wide world out there, Matthew, how are you doing? I'm alright, I think you've been drinking a few sherbets and now you're getting in the festive spirit, you're struggling to get your words out,
1: you're, yeah, you are struggling, As much as me there. (laughs) How are you? Are you in the festive spirit? I mean, um, obviously our listeners can't see this, but you've got some kind of snowy backdrop there yeah. with the with the help of something, what's it looks like, Windows 94, maybe?
0: <laughs> Stately art stuff. Do you know what? I'm not I'm not actually feeling that festive. I feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood, but I heard a couple of Christmas songs yesterday. weren't having it? Mm, I don't think I was. I mean, it's the it first depends today. which
1: one it is. Depends which one it is. What that's were true.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh. I can't remember. Not good ones. Not your favourites.
1: Not felice Navidad. You're <laughs> <of that game. laughs> yeah, not the best ones. Uh, but apart from that, I'm good in answer to your question. Nice. Uh, I've had a day off today, so I've been able to just sort of chill, you know. Get into the best spirit. I can have next week off as well, so happy days for me, mate.
0: You've got next week off?
1: I have next week off. Jeez. How would you like them apples?
0: <laughs> I might have to book it off as well, just so I don't feel left out. All right then. Well, we're uh,
1: together we're going yeah. to have 1st in-person one. <laughs> oh. Socially
0: distance, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's not a good idea actually. Now, now lockdown's coming to an end. We will have to start doing them in person. I think. Get a little vibe going.
1: I think we need to do a obviously a Christmas special needs to be, to be happened here. So, have a few sherbets.
0: The Zoom sherbets.
1: I know you're not a fan of the Zoom piss ups, but um, we'll have to get one going for the for the pod, for the listeners, for the mustard ears <laughs> out there. Like there it. were some right. fights for the weekend, weren't
0: there? It was some decent ones as well. I mean, we talked about the uh, card. Actually, turned out to be a pretty decent one, I thought. And the big man up top, Anthony Smith, closed out the show. And, uh, you know, we said it last week. Whenever we do get a prediction right, we got we got to talk about it because it isn't often that happens. And I came out last week. I don't know what I was drinking, probably similar to this week. But I thought, yeah, Smith, I reckon i will get a submission in this one. And he did. First round, I mean, it was pretty quick. Uh, good performance, I thought. Obviously, took him down. I thought Clark done well to kind of reverse the position, but maybe played it in a Smith's hands there a little bit, and he wrapped up the triangle pretty quick. And a nice little win. Big fan of Smith, so good to see him get back on the on the winning trail there. And, uh, yeah, impressive. So he's back in that mix again. Yeah, you can't not like big Tony Smith,
1: can you? He, uh, Devin Clark come flying out the blocks, Then he? Big right hand. Didn't really connect on Smith, but sort of certainly had him on his toes. But that just led to a quick body lock straight to the ground and just the nous you could see in Smith, like his experience to sort of take him to the middle of the the cage and then just work it. Like you said, he did really well, uh, Clark, to actually sort of reverse that. But them long legs of Smith against a stocky wrestler like Devin Clark, um, it it was just always going to cause trouble. Unfortunately for Clark, I do like him as well. But I think Smith really did need that win to sort of start making some waves, otherwise he would have been really down the pecking order. Clark will definitely come back. I really hope so. But Smith, man, he, he's right back in there. It's exactly what he needed, particularly after like his last two fights were just complete wars. I mean, the wreckage fight was just pure leg kicks eating all night, and the global one.
0: Yeah. Less said about
1: that. that. Like you said last week he was losing teeth, so it's nice to see Smith actually get in and out within the first five minutes and come out with a W. Can he make another run at it
0: though? That's the big question. Yeah, well, by all accounts, he's kind of said that he went through a little bit of a tough time with those fights. Obviously, uh, he had some st- he had some stuff going on as well. He went through that home invasion as well, if you remember that. Um, yeah, which is never ideal. So he said he said he probably wasn't in the best of places in those moments. And look, at the end of the day, he managed to fight his way to a title shot before. Kind of, well, he sort of he went up in weight, didn't he, to uh, to light heavy. Went on a run, got a title shot, and he's just had a couple of bad results. So he's de- he's definitely got the potential. I think he's got it upstairs as well. So it's uh, it's good signs. I'd like to see I'd like to see him go on a- on a little run. I, th- I think it's all to play for, really, in in that light heavyweight division. Obviously, the uh, title shot is kind of uh, up in the air a little bit at the moment with what's going on there. But I guess that's kind of on the on t- in the other direction as well. That's the thing. One one big win like that for Smith in a main event. Uh, they obviously uh, stepped up, did the UFC a bit of a favour there as well, took the five rounds no problem, so uh, I would expect a fight for Smith next, probably an, another main event and uh, you know, he, he's a he's a proper name really in the UFC now, in, in Anthony Smith, I think when you think about him, everyone knows him, he's got it all, he does He does the um, analyst stuff and, and all of that, so yeah, I think he's, he's a proper, fully fledged UFC name now, Smith, so got all the skills on the ground as well, so uh yeah, you know, There's a nice bit of variety in there, so good to see.
1: Yeah, I I was happy for him. Like you said, I think he's I think you made a good point that he's he's got it up top as well. I think he's got that almost Michael Bisping esque mindset where a bit of blood uh, bloody mindness in nothing's gonna stop him making it to that title. I mean these last two defeats would have made people think twice about their career.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, particularly
1: on. at this sort of stage, thirty four and sixteen going into this one, Anthony Smith. Them last two fights sort of made people think, "Oh, I might retire," but not not Anthony Smith. He comes in, puts in a first round stoppage, and he and he wants to keep going. Like you say, that division has always been up in the air. It seems the last five, six, seven years. What with Jones coming and going, particularly now with who knows going to be the champion? You've yeah, got. yeah. Fedor Sanya, Glover's going to get his shot at some point. I think the problem you see for Smith is he's almost he's fought pretty much everyone above him.
0: Yeah, it's all rematches, isn't it? really yeah
1: so i think that the big one for me i think would make sense would i think he thought he lost to santos but they were both at middleweight then so i think that one makes sense at light heavyweight he's number one or two santos i mean he's lost to rakic and glover recently so they're not going to make any sense unless he wants another fight like this seven clark one just to keep the train going maybe someone a bit lower maybe like a paul craig who we'll get to a little bit later on something like that plenty of matchups for him uh, but exciting times
0: and someone else who's at a slightly, uh, slightly different end of their career in the main event, Miguel Baeza, put on a cracking display uh, against Sato, round two arm triangle win. He's 10-0 and now in the Worldweight division, I think he's 3-0 and in the UFC. The first submission win of his career, I have to say I haven't seen too much of him before, but I was, I was very impressed with him. He's look, he looks like he's got it all, he looks like he's come to the UFC ready-made to give it a good go. So uh, having said that I haven't seen too much of him, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for him going forward. Yeah,
1: uh, Caramel Thunder has got to be one of the best nicknames in the UFC. Was that fair to say, Joseph? <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely up there, yeah.
1: But uh, he upset me before the, uh, in his last fight where he uh, knocked out Matt Brown, one of the old lads, alumni of Mustard MMA. So <laughs> that was sad to see, but as I weren't a fan of him then, I was a fan of him at the weekend. I think Sato missed weight by a considerable a amount. Yeah, yeah. But he, just didn't give a damn, took the percentage and... It's pretty much dominating him in the stand-up. All of round one was stand-up. So was round two until the takedown out of nowhere. Ground and pound, arm, arm triangle, bang, tight as you like, and he taps. He's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Got incredible striking. His training partner's Colby Covington, I think. Undefeated. Certainly one to look out for. He, he's got it all. He's, he's well-versed in everything, it seems, which is a scary prospect for anyone in that sort of. 10 to 20 ranking in the welterweight division, He's gonna, someone's going to have to go meet him in the case next, and it's not a pretty prospect, is it?
0: Well, absolutely, and obviously it is uh, it is early days a bit, but when you look at that top of that division, there's a lot of wrestlers up there. Uh, and so if Baez is going in and he's having uh, an advantage on the feet and they're looking to wrestle with him, uh, a ju- uh, jiu jitsu black belt is always going to come in handy, isn't it? So he's, he's got a potentially very good skill set there, so yeah, excited for him. And then, obviously, uh, another highlight for us, we had the famous football commentator, Jonathan Pearce, making another appearance in the UFC at the weekend. And, uh, I mean, he might be getting on in years. He's been around for a, forever, it seems, old Piercey. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, looked, he, he looked good, actually. He put on a, put on a good performance and picked, uh, picked up a good win. But, I mean, one, one I do want to uh, talk about on, on a more serious note is his young Parker Porter. He's not young. He's in his mid thirties, but he was fighting at the weekend and he got a good win. He was he's a heavyweight. He was up against a bloke who seemingly cut weight to make the two sixty five limit. He missed it by half a pound, which is obviously all right in non-title fights. But yeah, Parker Porter, heavyweight fighter, made his MMA debut fifteen years ago, and he's just now at the weekend picked up his first USC win in his second appearance in the USC. Lost his first, unfortunately, but. Uh, I mean, good win first of all. We, his output was was tremendous, um, but I mean, it's it's just more the the journey. If you think for 15 years you've been plugging away, you you make you make your UFC debut, you lose that, and then eventually you pick up your first win. I mean, it's uh it's uh it's something it's something very commendable. I think 15 years you've been plugging away in that gym, getting beaten up pretty much every single day in search of like a dream and 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 uh, a, 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 your personal ambition. And it takes a real um, real sort of person, I would say, to carry to carry on. I mean, thinking that 15 years, how many setback, setbacks he must have had. And he's finally made it now. He's a fully fledged UFC fighter. Got a win and that's something you, you can carry with you, regardless of what happens now forever. So I just thought that was quite a touching little story, really. He spoke quite well in some of his interviews as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it there, didn't we, with Anthony Smith plugging away. So, what, a couple of big losses here and there. That's one thing. Doing that at the top of the tree in the UFC, where you're getting paid, getting title shots, getting eyes on you. But doing it on the underground circuit, on the local scenes, yeah. where you're getting pretty much next to no recognition. I'm pretty sure the, the pay ain't up to much. So yeah, big shout out to that man. That is um, that is some serious mindset to have, and I'm pleased for him. I, I look forward to seeing him again.
0: Nice one. All right then. Well, I think that wraps that up, and uh, I think we can move on to the news. Here we go. So, a nice bit of news to start off. You mentioned it very briefly earlier. Big Paul Craig has officially moved up to number 14 in the UFC light heavyweight rankings now. Tremendous, tremendous. And uh, you talked about the calibre of fights he's looking for now. Anthony Smith, you mentioned, he's in he's in there now with big names like that. He might even fight Devin Clark next. And then, boom, you, you know, it's logical that you're fighting Anthony Smith next, a former title contender. So, it is official. Paul Craig's moving up and uh, only good things coming in the future.
1: Yeah, like we say, that division, anything can happen. Uh, you've got Devon Clark unranked fighting, Andy Smith at six. All Craigie Boy needs is uh, a similar fight to that. Go to the ground with him, you're in trouble, and he'd be taking that, that low number from you. So he's hoping Paul Craigie's a massive fight in his next one.
0: And someone who's left the USC recently, Anderson Silver. Uh, we don't need to get into it too much, but apparently he's struggling to get signed by. By anyone else, basically, I think Bellator have turned him down. I think Scott Coker's come out and said they don't really fancy it. I believe like Bare Knuckle and PFL, I think have said uh, they they don't fancy it either. I mean, it's all rumours. Obviously, you can't take you got to take it all with a pinch of salt. But just stop. do you think Silva will struggle to get signed? Do you think this is is he you know is he too expensive? By all accounts, the UFC were paying him a lot of money, particularly for the stage of his career that he's at. Do you think anyone's going to see the logic benefit in signing Silver now?
1: They I say, I think he was on a, a hefty wedge, weren't he? And can he still draw the, the eyeballs that he used to? I mean, 10 years ago, perhaps. Even in the last few years, I think the UFC were doing him a favour by well, paying him you, that sort of money. Or were they were tied into a contract. I don't know how it
0: worked. Yeah, but you mentioned it last week. Like, um, new fans, if you've only been watching the UFC or MMA for like five or six years, I mean, well, have you seen Silver win... I don't know. One, no. two, two fights? Has, has, has he won at all in five, six years? Might have uh, won.
1: Not that, not that, no, not in that period. I not think, in that. Uh, One fight. He may have won about six or seven years ago. Then Nick Diaz won and that got turned. So. A, they they were both on it. Yeah. So, so, I
0: mean, is he a draw? Because if, like you say, if you haven't watched. If you didn't watch USC 10 or 15 years ago, you're not, you're not overly impressed with Silver, really, are you?
1: No, absolutely not. And I don't think. I just don't think he's got the the, the pulling power anymore. That's the, that's the long and short of it for the price that he's going to be asking for. Now, moving forward, you'll probably see him uh, relent on his demands, maybe. And we will see him somewhere. But I, I just can't see what benefit he would do to a Bellator, to a PFL, to a uh, 1FC or whatever. Just... Purely because he can't fight at the top of the tree anymore, and it, it will basically just be there for a legends tour, much like most of the ones in Bellator, um, which hasn't really worked, has it? I mean, it hasn't. It's, it's brought back old fans more than anything else. No one wants to like what new fan wants to see Fedor Emelianenko fight. He just looks like a, yeah, an older lad. Yeah, yeah, it's there yeah. for the, the uh, nostalgia. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then fans are probably already watching. So I don't know if it makes much sense to bring him in for that amount of packet. Um, so, yeah, all I can see him fighting maybe is like a Roy Jones in a boxing match or something like that. That's been thrown around for the last 15 years almost, it seems. So, that's probably the most likely one, like a one-off boxing bout rather than like a multi-fight
0: deal. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. It's probably, it's probably the, better, the better option. Uh, but here at Mustard MMA, we do love a, an older lad and the old lads of the week this week in a nice little fight announcement. Clay Weeder up against Michael Johnson. That's coming up in... Uh, Month or so's time, I believe, and I just like that as a, as a uh, as a fight announcement. Clay Guida is obviously a legend in the UFC. I think he's even in, I think he might be in a hall of fame now for one of his fights. Uh, and Michael Johnson, you, you know, you never know what you're going to get. He, he could he could very well go out there and, and stop Guida in the first round. So good little fight there, I think.
1: Yeah, love an old lad, we got
0: two there. And then lastly, the last bit of news. This is an interesting one. It's a little bit off piece slightly, but Clarissa Shield, She might not be. Known to all of you out there listening, but she is a uh, USA boxer. She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. She's won all the belts in the professional ranks. Uh, She's now signed with the PFL, so she's going to turn her hand to MMA. And we were talking about this earlier. I think this is quite exciting. I think in the the MMA world, you've seen plenty of uh, lady, female jujitsu players come over. Plenty of sort of... uh, Judo black belts come over, obviously Ronda Rousey being the most famous. Uh, I believe in the PFL they've actually got Kayla Harrison who is a two-time judo black belt, so that's a potential interesting fight. I think they're the same weight, so that's a good one down the line. And you've had some kickboxers, Holly Holm, Durandamy. But I mean, to have a two-time Olympic gold medalist boxer and Clarissa Shields coming over, I feel like this could be a little bit next level if all things go well, you know, if she can pick up the defensive wrestling enough and things like that. I'm I'm really excited for this one. Obviously, the PFL isn't one that we get too much access to over here, so how much we'll see of it, we're unsure. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what she can do. I think it's very exciting. She's um, uh, I think she's a 155-pounder, so that's quite an exciting weight class, I think. So I'm interested in this one. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard the name. I'm not too au fait with amateur boxing, particularly female divisions, particularly across the pond, so I yeah. don't know too much about her, but you hear her name said quite a lot, do not you? Yes. There's lots of rumours of her fighting Nunes in a boxing match and stuff, so I assumed she'd been around for years, got the t-shirt and all that, she's got the t-shirt, but I thought she was a lot older, she's 25, which she's I did in not prime. have a clue that she was that young, so she's, in terms of how far she could go in the sport, it's a long way, surely, You've got to think she might struggle against some of the wrestlers on paper, but how many decorated wrestlers are there in the women's 155-pound division? I mean, how many people yeah. are actually in the 155-pound division? And right how up? many
0: can start standing with a two-time gold medalist?
1: Not many. I think <laughs> probably the answer. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned that Kayla Harrison; she's probably going to be a tonight there. Someone who's just going to get hold of her and chuck yeah. her down. But I think she's even gone to Invicta at 145 pounds. So I don't know what's happened there. They're back and forth. It might be a multi-organisation uh, sort of deal. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. Sure. But it's certainly a certainly an exciting prospect. And I think also because the USC it was a bit of a non-starter for them to even get into negotiations with her, purely because they don't have a division that suits her. She can't cut to 145. She's obviously too big. Yeah. I think she's, I think her main weight is like 160, 165. Mm. But the plan is to go to 155 so that knocked USC out of the, the running to bid which, which only breeds competition I mean if it gets, I mean there's probably not going to be a lot of UK fans who are going to be that bothered but I think a lot of American fans because they've seen her win the Olympics twice she's probably a little bit of a hero so yeah. a, li- a lot of them boxing fans are going to tune in to the PFL and if the PFL does it right, the production's good other fights on that card are good them fans, if only a fraction of them, uh, fraction of them stay for the next event, they've done a good job and that'll only breed competition and I think you could probably see the PFL, the way they're going in the minute, we said it with Vadum a couple of weeks ago as well joining, they, they could nick that second yeah. biggest MMA organisation in the US. From Got good momentum, definitely. I, I'm certainly, I, I don't really watch either at the minute, purely from where we live, it's, it's difficult to watch. But I, I think the PFL have a little bit more of a unique selling point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The way they go about thing, they've got the tournament thing, they've got these uh, big names coming over, these Olympians. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's very exciting. I, I sort of equate it to being a bit similar, say, Nicola Adams, for example, When mm. she signed with Cage Warriors. That would get a hell of a lot of boxing eyes in the UK oh, talking yeah, and watching Cage Warriors. People would never have heard of it. So I think something similar will be happening over in America and I'm hoping it, I hope it pays off. So, yeah, very exciting.
0: Alright, that's your news. So, we move on to another USC card, and I'm not complaining, but it feels like it's, it's just endless at the moment, isn't it? Every week, I wonder if they're ever going to have a break, I mean, I guess they're not now, until, till next year, are they? It's been a hectic old year, 2020 for the USC, they've done pretty marvellous, to be honest, so, shout out to them, but, I mean, again, if we're moving on to the main event this week. It's another one where they've had to try and figure something out because we were looking forward to Jack Amanson up against Kevin Holland this weekend. Kevin Holland being just an absolute monster coming in for another fight this year. As it was, Holland tested positive for COVID, so he had to pull out of that one. So, Marvin Vittori, he's always looking for a fight. No one seems to want to fight in bowl accounts. He stepped in, short notice, he's going to fight Jack Amanson this weekend. And then Kevin Holland tested negative for COVID. He's got the all clear, so he's booked in next week against Jacare Souza, so there's a lot going on there, and just to segue ever so slightly that actually that news the fact that Holland was able to test positive and then get a negative test and come back in a week later, that might bow, that might prove good for uh, Leon Edwards, who it's uh, there's been some rumours that Chimayev has, has got a bit of corona, so he might be out of his fight against Leon Edwards, but by all accounts, if he can get a negative test in that might still be back on, but that is all rumours at the moment. So, I mean, it's a, it's a lot to untangle, but essentially it's left us with Jack Comanson against Marvin Vettori this weekend. Gosh, that was a lot to take in. <laughs> I'm still ultimately a little
1: confused who's fighting who here. But first off, a bit, bit annoying, in it? Because Kevin Holland was on a bit of a, mm. bit of a rampage. He was on a bit of a mission. Glad for him that he can get straight back in there against, controversially. Better opponent? Arguably a bigger fight, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think. I mean, Jack Aray's not really... He's not ranked at the minute, but that's purely because he left the division, so he's not in there. If someone said to you, uh, this lad's beaten Jack Aray, or this lad's beaten Jack Amanson, you would put more stock in the lad who's beaten Kevin Holland. But that doesn't make sense, because Amanson <laughs> has beaten Jack Aray, which leads <laughs> to... My thinking here, it doesn't make sense to me, really in any way at all because Hermanson has refused apparently according to that the rematch right. to their fight for this weekend okay Okay. and you've got Jack Ray and Hermanson are probably more sort of closely ranked and you've got Kevin Holland and Vittori are probably most closely ranked yeah you should be thinking that Vittori fights Holland in the week after Hermanson fights Jack Ray this weekend and then the winner of that is probably next in line for a title shot you've got a you got a surefire number one contender there. As it is, in two weeks' time, we could see this middleweight division completely blown wide open. You could have Marvin Vittori number five in the ranking. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Holland, number four. Samantha just completely low down. Jack Ray still out of there. And then, you're going to have no idea what to do whatsoever. I mean, it's exciting. It's good for all those non-ranked fighters there who are when opportunity knocks, taking their chance with both hands. But, I don't know. It just don't make much sense to me. That's all. Yeah, Maybe I not Just
0: confused by the whole situation. My brain's a bit frazzled. Yeah, I know what you mean. Perhaps it was Hermanson uh, didn't fancy the Jacare rematch. If it had done that, it wasn't even that long ago. Pretty convincing, and then that kind of set the wheels turning, so to speak. And Vitoria ended up stepping in, and that left Holland and Jacare spare. So I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, it's kind of win win for me. I feel as a as a viewer hermanson Vittori good fight I like Vittori. He's he just seems very angry all the time lately which can only bode for exciting fights um I mean hermanson Holland would have been cracking I was up for that Holland Jackray I'm up for that as well I think I think Holland that's a great fight for Kevin Holland I think he very may well find himself top five in a couple of weeks time but I mean should we we might as well look at the fight this weekend the one that we've ended up with Jack Hermanson, up against Marvin Vittori the angry Marvin Vittori this is a good one. I mean, I think the Tory's going to run at him and just try and, and just smash him into next year. And Amantan's going to try and see what he can do from there, see what he can catch him with. And I, I can't wait to see it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, he, he is a fiery Italian, isn't he? To be
0: honest. <laughs> he is. Big, big for
1: Europe. Massive European clash here. He uh, we've got plenty of them up at the top of the tree. Middleweight, obviously, Darren Till in there as well. Everyone wrestling for that top European yep. middleweight crown. But I think it's a good fight. I think it's I think it's tougher than it looks on paper as well for Hamer I think it's a yeah. uh, very risky move
0: yeah, as too. well.
1: At least with the the A fight, he knows he can beat him. Uh, the Tory I think is a bit of an unknown quantity. So yeah, I think it's an excellent fight. Don't get me wrong. I think both fights are brilliant. I think rankings wise, it didn't really make too much sense. It made a little little mockery of that. But that aside, I think particularly this weekend, I think it's an excellent fight. Um, I would not be surprised at all if he's a decent price as well. Vittori get a winner, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think he's 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 just on such a roll at the moment. I think he's got a good style, match-up-wise. Would you... Is that your pick, or is that your money, maker? do you think? Because, I mean, Hermanson uh, has looked good, but it's not like... It's not like Hermanson's proven himself in the same way that Jacare has. Like, if Vittori was fighting Jacare... You'd maybe think that's a that's tough. But I think you can see you can definitely see that hamansen has been beat. I don't think he's quite cemented himself as that real top top level yet. So it's quite an even fight, I think. Like Vittoria is basically where Hermanson was two, three fights ago, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think he's just a bit more of an unknown quantity. And yeah. he's had an excellent he's had an excellent pandemic, if that can make makes yeah.
0: any sense. Yeah, he has.
1: The behind closed doors he he's yeah he that weird couple of weeks with Carl Roberson back in the summer didn't he where the fight kept dropping out and stuff and he was particularly angry then he it was the best of him because of it so hopefully like you say if he's as fiery and as fired up this weekend we'll see perhaps a uh, different European in that top 10 but I I, I, I would go with him yeah I, I think I agree with you in that Hermanson is while he is very well proven particularly that Gaslam that can't throw any shade at that at all mm. that win but Gaslam has been beat a few times on the trot now um, it was pretty quick, and he has been beat before. So I think Vittori is the only one who sort of made Adesanya look almost human. So I would not be surprised at all if Vittori got a winner
0: Nice, nice, nice Italian win at the weekend. All right, there's a few decent car, a uh, few decent fights on this uh, this card at the weekend. It's uh, it's a little bit slower, but the, the UFC they're just building up. It's almost like they're building up a nice um, sort of retinue of fighters at the moment. You have got a lot. It just seems to be a ton of unbeaten fighters coming in. And kind of filling up those ranks as we start to see the older generation moving out. But one to keep an eye on Roman De Lidzi in the light heavyweight division. He's up against John Allen. He's on the main card already. Got a first round TKO win in his UFC debut. So again, light heavyweight division. Very interesting. Couple of wins. He might be onto a roll. And we've also got a, a little bit smaller. Movzar Evloev featherweight division. You may remember him for all the British fans out there. He beat Mike Grundy. Uh, that was in Everleweb's last fight July last year I think it was when it Whitaker against Till that was the card so been a little while since he's fought but he's 13 and 0 Look quite impressive against Grundy looks very well rounded so uh couple to keep your eye on there
1: yeah I think also you, you got the old lads represented as well which is obviously what we always got a keen eye on old lads incorporated uh, headed up by Matt Wyman this week handsome Matt Wyman who's he went missing, it seemed, for about six years, <laughs> yeah. and then just come back randomly, and then did get did get on the wrong end of a bit of a beating. Unfortunately, I think violent Bob Ross. Um, but he's, he's back again. I can't believe it. I, I thought that'd be it for Matt Wyman, but you talk about that mindset. We said earlier for a couple of fighters, Matt Wyman certainly got it, and he's fighting another unbeaten fire. Hopefully, he's not being fed to the wolves here against mm. someone called Jordan it. Leave it. So, will he leave it all in the octagon or? or not, is the big question, and you've got uh, Jean Volante as well. Yeah, legend. Quite fun to watch, so hopefully turns out am in a bit of a better shape this time. <laughs> he was carrying a bit of timber well, last what is time, it, he? What,
0: so. is he, is he, uh, is, what uh, weight is that at, that one? Is he back down now, or is he? Uh,
1: find Jake Collier. So that's heavyweight, isn't it? I believe. Yeah, He used up a heavyweight, weren't
0: he? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, well, it was one of big... those early uh, COVID cards where I think they just needed bodies, and a few people stepped up to like heavyweight and light heavyweight. Uh, so yeah. He's done all right to be fair, he's just far too small for a heavyweight, I think. But there you go.
1: He's on that dirty bulk. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like That's what We're all gonna try moment. and
1: achieve this December, <laughs> yeah. I think. So yeah, it's another one of those that ain't gonna ain't gonna get you too excited, I, ain't I don't gonna think. think. socks,
0: but, is it? But yeah.
1: Nah. But and there seems to have been a lot of them recently, but obviously you've got to appreciate there has been a backlog. There was a couple of months where there was nothing, so they've got to try and yeah. churn these out. So, it, and we can't complain because got a couple more. This Plenty was, of uh, big ones coming this up this month. Yeah. yeah, particularly that last that last card, mate. Before Christmas is excellent. Yeah, and then man. we're gonna have none for a couple of weeks, so we we'll grumble be gagging now. For it. Exactly. We will. We'll be gagging for it. <laughs> but listen, I'm sure it will deliver. It always does, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, then, my man. That's it from me. I think we'll wrap this one up. Just want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening for sticking with us. Uh if you if you're new, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We're on the we're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter. So Twitter, Instagram, Mustard MMA, the Mustard MMA. Get yourselves on there, a little follow that'd help us out. Leave any reviews or five stars wherever you can. Uh I've enjoyed it, Matthew. Hope you've enjoyed it as well.
1: I certainly have. I All certainly right. have. It's wrapped up my, my day off nicely.
0: Lovely. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. see you next time. Bye. Yeah.